That's right, Chuck. Hello there, Assemble. Ninety nine nerds podcast back for episode forty eight. This is podcasting. We are here with the three of us today. David, Jonathan. Dab on them haters. <laughs> and Austin. Uh, so here's the thing, guys. A couple episodes ago, or maybe a few episodes. It's all of them. You, we did a list of the 50, no, 25 worst MCU characters. And as we're doing this episode, I felt bad. I felt bad because I hadn't seen the majority of the shows <laughs> that the characters were involved in on this list. Sean did extensive work on that list. Me and David definitely bowed to him during that episode. If it makes you feel any better, it's because we were talking about the worst MCU characters. Exactly. And you weren't, you, you're just, you have high standards for yourself. I do, but you know what? There was just a section of content from MCU that I flat out missed. I just didn't watch it. You had that FOMO. It was on my list perpetually. So you know what Austin did? Austin said, no. None more of that. None more of me showing up unprepared and watching Sean carry this show to Valhalla. I said, Austin, take your list and start murking it. So that's what I did. We are here to talk about how Austin finally killed his list. Mostly. Not all the way, though. Should we say murdered or would that be like inappropriate for YouTube? Should we just say you murked your list? I murked it, dude. Can I get a murk turk? Marked. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, so you burned through uh, a few shows and and movies. I did, and you know what? I've got a lot of thoughts and opinions, and I'm oh, going to be a little harsh on myself for not watching them sooner. Darn it! Were uh, were any of them good? I I think that none of them were great. Okay, but I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of most of them. I think I I had an outside perception of what they were going to be. And then when I finally watched them, I was like, dang, I really was missing out. Sure, there was that one character that definitely deserved to be on the worst characters list. But the overall show, it's still MCU. It's still Disney with a ton of money. It's still very high production. Sure. Do I agree with the direction of every episode? No. Do I think that character is kind of lame? Yes. But the overall you know, picture of what MCU was doing in that time frame. I really wrote them off and I shouldn't have. There were some good boys. There were some good boys. Okay. I think it's important for you to probably note if the people need to add it to their list or just take it off their list if it's already there. Sure. Sure. So why don't you start with the first thing? The first thing I watched was the Hawkeye series. Hawkeye. Now, I, uh, I didn't, listen, I'm a guy who doesn't have a ton of free time. Um, so it, it was on my list. All of these were on my list for a long time because I just flat out don't have time to sit down and watch them. Shows are I, an investment. They are. So four to four to six hours ish, depending on the length. How did Austin finally start knocking off his list? You may ask. The secret ingredient is crime. Oh, gosh. See, I've got this phone uh, holder in my car. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And. You know, not all of these shows I need to like be totally dialed in to watch. All right. So I may or may not, can't confirm, may or may not have pre-downloaded them from Disney Plus. And as somebody who drives a decent amount, 
pop that sucker right in the holder. <laughs> okay. 80% focused on the road, 20% focused on the Hawkeye series, and dude, I freaking cranked through my list. That is and you've, illegal. Well, but I well did you've, it on never, you've never got... The ingredient is crime. <laughs> you've never gotten in any kind of car accident, though. Uh, no, not yet. You've never <laughs> rear-ended anybody by There's still a few things on my list, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where like, okay, there's an action sequence or there's a part where I want to pay attention. I just pause it. I wait till the opportunity where I know I can actually, you know, whether I'm at a red light or once I finally arrived at my destination, I'll watch that five minutes or so and then take it off because I drive a lot. If, if you were to extrapolate all the drive time I have, that's plenty of time that I could be sitting in front of a couch knocking out these shows. So that's how I'm doing it. Um, don't what tell Gretchen do, Whitmer. We just need to find a way to have your windscreen oh my gosh. on your car. Right. Essentially like turn into like some sort of 3D map hologram. Yeah. So it projects a screen yes. like 50 feet in front of you. Dude, I've Dude. always thought so about always, that. You always have to like you have to stay look ahead right. to watch the show, but there's a car there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're never like took looking too close or to the side. So it's <laughs> down the road. All right, so Hawkeye series. Um, I like it. I, I, I liked... Um, I wish there would have been more Hawkeye action in it. Oh, my gosh. But it, it does dive into his whole Ronin storyline pretty good. Did you like um, the thing that I really liked about it? Um, you never saw Hawkeye either, did you, Dave? No, I didn't. That's why I'm on tech today. It's funny because <laughs> you guys uh, would talk about, like, oh, Hawkeye's not much of a superhero. He's, right. he's just a dude. And that's kind of what I like about the show is it introduces him as a just a beat up guy. Yeah. He's like, he's basically retired. Yeah. He's got hearing loss. Mm -hmm. He's eight. He's got aches and pains. And he's just like, I just want to go on vacation with my family. And there's something kind of fun about that of like dragging me out of retirement. I got to. I gotta just get this done. With it's this like the girl. perfect opening is him and his family at that Avengers musical. That was great, by the I way. I could do this all day. It's, it's a great musical number, David. And Hawkeye is in the show, and he's in the crowd, and, like, nobody even notices. <laughs> and then, like, Ant-Man is on the screen, he's like, well, I know Ant-Man wasn't there, so... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he... Isn't there a scene later where he, like, confronts uh, somebody in the show? Uh, isn't it, like, Jack... The, the fiance and he like doesn't remember that he's an Avenger yeah. first or something yeah so it's it's a good show and I'll say this like so this whole show really sets up Kate Bishop to to take over the mantle of Hawkeye yeah dude and I will say that initially her character kind of annoyed me but then I looked at it through the lens of she's very like charismatic but like everything is kind of a joke you know, as she's beating up the bad guys, she's or as she's being interrogated by the bad guys, she's asking them like how things are with his relationship with his girlfriend. Cause he's it's like, you seem you seem really stressed. Are you okay? It's like, oh, oh I man. bought I bought my girlfriend tickets to see uh, what was it? I, Imagine Dragons, the Avengers, <laughs> the Avengers musical. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like she's talking to the. I I don't know. She has this way about her where like everything's kind of lighthearted. And at first it bothered me, but then. I thought about it as if like, well, what if that was Ant-Man right now? Sure. As he's about to punch the bad guy, he says something really quippy and like not like the whole thing is a big joke. If it was Ant-Man, I'd be dying laughing like, oh, just classic Scott Lang. But because it was Kate Bishop initially, I was like, what's the deal with this chick? She's got to win your trust. Why don't you take things seriously, Kate? Where's all, what's all this bathos? Right. So, so you're saying because it, 
like you would have accepted it if it was a man, but because it was a not woman, a man. <laughs> I said Ant Man. Oh. It's like Ant Man already established himself as a complete joke. So when he's being goofy, like you love it. Mm. So she kind of has. It's not full blown Ant Man comedy, but she kind of has that way about her. And towards the end of the show, she kind of won me over with it. So and I'm, uh, did Bla- uh, did uh, did did she kind of. Uh, feel like a, a good hero by the end that you hope yeah. to see again. Yeah. And she's got skill. Like they show in the very beginning opening sequence, like, you know, as she grows up, she's like a black belt in karate. She's she's winning ev- all the archery stuff. So like she is, she legitimately has skill. That girl is definitely in the Girl Scouts. It's not like Arrow when all of a sudden his sister wants to become the Red Arrow and she just does in a week. Why? She, red because that's a girl color? Probably. Wow. DC is so sexist. And she like clearly has been training her whole life and she's like ready sure. so i liked her character you were a hundred percent accurate in saying that eleanor bishop <laughs> is one of the worst mcu characters ever just like poor eleanor <laughs> the classic line at the end is this what heroes do they arrest their mother on christmas <laughs> it's like yeah you murdered a guy a bad person <laughs> so you're worse than fisk it was well that's what i'm getting to so it was the perfect thing to start with because Halfway through the show, a character shows up that I wasn't familiar with. Yelena. Yelena. Black Widow's sister. Then at the end, David's boy, Kingpin, Fisk, shows up, which they end the show on kind of a cliffhanger. They they ended on a very, very strange note with that character. And um, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're probably just setting up the next season of Daredevil. But it's been a few years now. Right. So I kind of wish it was like less of a weird cliffhanger because it's like we're gonna be waiting a while they basically end the show total spoiler for everybody plus david they end the show with you essentially believing that strategic plans of imaginary leaders executed with remarkable sophistication (laughs) that echo kills kingpin someone had to go Oh, Someone had to die. But, but, but did she? <laughs> exactly. There's did no she? way. They basically set up Kingpin to be this like just uber juggernaut guy who is just so terribly, just devastatingly terrifying. He's untouchable. He's unkillable. He also like seemingly has superhuman strength. Yeah. He's which, able to throw a human. Which like, I'm like, I've watched Daredevil. He doesn't seem like this, does he? <laughs> Unless I just haven't watched enough of it. One of the things that you had said previously was how Echo is getting her own show. Sure. And how, like, you had... There was nothing in that show... To set up why that, she should have a show? Exactly. And like, I remember that. <laughs> like, nobody refers to her as Echo at any point during She's the like show. She's like Miss Lopez. Because I remember Lopez we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, the Echo show's coming out. I guess that's the villain from Hawkeye. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I watched Hawkeye. She's, a, char- she's a character in Hawkeye. <laughs> well, you don't want to ruin the origins. <laughs> she's there. Yeah, she's there. So I think the LARPers had more the LARPers. screen time than her. The LARPers were pretty cool. I like that. So I kind of felt like the tone of Yelena's character in this movie was different from the Black Widow movie, which is the second thing that I knocked off my list. Nice. After watching Hawkeye, I'm like, well, shoot, I got to learn about Yelena. So I downloaded Black Widow. Black Widow. That's like a that's like a, a spinoff of uh, Spider-Man, right? Uh, Yeah. The female. Spi- it's wait. No, that's the different thing. It's Uh-oh. it's the Black Widow in her movie. So she like eats her boyfriend. I think that's what they do. What I have to say about Black Widow is that I felt really bad for Scarlett Johansson that this movie didn't come out 
four years prior. Because truth be told, when she died in Endgame, I didn't really care. Oh no. She her character was never one that I connected with because again, like she's just the normal human who's kind of doing some of the spy stuff and we're gonna give her this awesome hallway scene where she takes down five bad dudes. Sure. But then it's like, okay, yeah, but Iron Man just took out a whole army and Captain America's running around like the super soldier he right. is. They keep like hinting at her past and like the things she's been through, but they don't tell you anything. Yeah. And then they kill her off. Right. And then they're like, oh wait, we should probably tell you that story. <laughs> exactly. So Oops. I felt bad for her though because I liked her character so much more after seeing this movie than I ever did when she was in all the Avengers movies. And if it would have come out four years prior, like her death in Endgame would have been way more impactful. I would have just like enjoyed seeing her more. Uh, and I, I kind of like Black Widow. Yeah, you know, they would have put it, um, it would have, this if they would have put it chronologically where it should have been, it would have been placed uh, uh, like after Civil War. Yeah, exactly. Right after Civil War is when the, the story continues. So it would have been right before Infinity War. It worked out for the MCU though because they were able to blip Yelena and bring her back five years later at the sure. same age. Sure. Which I really, in Hawkeye, when they did that, they showed Yelena getting dusted. And we've seen, you know, people getting dusted before, but we saw her perspective as somebody who got dusted. And then, like, two seconds later, she's brought back when, you know, when Hulk fixes everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So she's brought back, and they did this. I thought it was really creative. They did this cool sequence where, like, the room starts changing and the color of the walls change because to her, it was literally like I'm standing in a bathroom looking at a mirror. I get dusted, I come back, and the entire environment has changed. Like, so for her, it was three seconds, but then she walks out of the bathroom and it's like somebody's house. And they're like, oh my gosh, Elena. Oh my gosh. You're back. So I like that. I like that aspect of it. So the the tone of Elena's character in Hawkeye versus Black Widow, I felt was different. Sure. Like she was very serious in Black Widow. And then towards the end, she would joke around a little bit with her sister. Whereas in Hawkeye, she was like joking around with Kate Bishop the entire show. Yeah, there was a little bit of a weird dissonance. Like I am here to kill Clint Barton. Right. Okay, that's heavy. If you want to kill a man, that's why you're here in this room right now. But also, like, I'm going to take an elevator ride with Kate, and we're going to, yeah. like, you know, and like, don't chat, don't get in my way, or I'll kill you. But then, like, she doesn't because she likes Kate Bishop. So, I, my opening uh, sure. introduction to Yelena was like, she's super lighthearted and she likes to joke around. She's and a babe. Flash. Flash to Black Widow, she was not lighthearted and she was not just no, joking she's, around. She's angsty. She is. But I, it was a good movie. She made a joke about how her vest had pockets or something, though. She did. That was the extent of her comedic uh, relief. But you were very right with Taskmaster. I feel like they were really was a swing and a miss with Taskmaster as the villain. And the backstory was just... Yeah. Had no... Uh, not not the one of the 25 worst MC characters, but close. Close. Close, almost. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed at the end that um, I think what kind of messed it all up was the when, when you find out in the end that Taskmaster is just like one of those girls, mm -hmm. I guess the villain's daughter. Yeah. And not only is that like, oh, well, that's kind of not interesting because that's not somebody we, we really know. But then the fact that it's like, oh, she's been mind controlled the whole time. It's like, well, then it has even less, like, then there's even no agency at all to this character. And now it's like, well, right. it's like, I literally feel like I met her literally in her last scene. Yeah. <laughs> and so now it's like, 
I guess just un just forget and undo all the. It's like take the mask off. <gasps> it's his daughter. Oh, it is. Oh, who? Okay. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, there Jeez. was no setup reminder payoff with that one. It no. was like very briefly described how Black Widow had to kill him, and in the process, his daughter died in an explosion. Uh, don't tell me, show me, right, David? Yeah. Yeah, they briefly talked about it. And they briefly showed a scene, but like it didn't give any detail whatsoever. So Black Widow gave good vibes. Did you like uh, the the guy from... I can't, no, nobody remembers his actor's name. The guy from Stranger Things. <laughs> the guy from Stranger Things. I liked his character a lot. David Harbaugh. I think it's David something. Red. He was the Red Guardian in Black Widow. It is... David Harbour. David... Harrowing. Uh, David Prow- Harlan Prowess. David Prowess. The guy from David the Prowess. It's the guy who played. There's a guy in the Vader suit. David Harbor. You were close. <laughs> it's not Harbor. Played by David Harbor. Spell it. H A R B O U R. Harbor. Harbor. There you go. Right. Um, close enough. Yeah, he was funny. I liked him. Even with his preposterously thick Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that there is some. There is something very weird about. They spend that whole sequence getting him out of a Russian prison mm-hmm. and then go watch Stranger Things season whatever and that <laughs> actor is again in a Russian prison yeah. for the whole show. He's, so, he's got a thing he's good at. Just a weird little quinky dink. Yeah. But it, again, like that was a movie where I was like, legitimately, I have no desire to see that. Like that was the beginning of sure. that phase. Uh, you know, the whole Disney Plus thing started and it was just like... I really don't want to watch that. And I, I'm mad at myself for saying that. What is that called? Phase four? I think it was phase four, yeah. So it was like phase four is like the kind of cringy junior high years of the MCU that you are trying to forget as quickly as possible. Right. right. Well, at least I thought so. But again, I mean... But now I, you've realized there's lessons to be learned. Yeah. There's stories to be told. Everybody's like, MCU's not the same. They've been falling off steadily. And it's like, well, I mean, it's still good stuff. Yeah, they didn't hit a home run with it, but like, Black Widow's a solid double. She's a babe. You said Water. it. Yeah, and she fights the bad guys and wins. In the yeah, end. and it's like watching Hawkeye, then Black Widow. If you were to tell me beforehand, like, Austin, rank the Avengers, Black Widow would have been pretty far down the list. Now, honestly, Black Widow is a better Avenger than Hawkeye. She is more skilled than Hawkeye. But then you got, but that's the funny thing is you just watched a, a, a show about Hawkeye and a movie about Black Widow, and it's like, you had him on the bottom, but now they're like crawling desperately trying to get up to the top. <laughs> That's a very good description. That's think- why Ant-Man was in the musical, because people didn't even like remember <laughs> the other ones that were there. Do uh, you think uh, Captain Marvel will make her way up the list after the Marvels movie? Uh, well, okay. So one of the things I watched after Black Widow was Mrs. Marvel. You watched Miss Marvel. I did. I'm not. It, I will say this. There were parts of that show that were a little cringe. There were a couple characters in that show that were a little cringe. But overall, there was way more good than bad. And just like you described, it's just a fun show. Yeah. She's somebody that you easily root for. It's optimistic and positive. Yeah. It, it, it's a good show. I liked... Oh, I, <laughs> I like the guy who hasn't watched it. <laughs> I liked the show. Um, and I have fond memories of the show. Up until... And everything, including like when they introduced the supernatural villains. Yes. What are they called? The clandestine or something? Yeah. The uh, yeah. And that then I just kind of block all of that out because I don't care about any of it. Some of that got a little whack, 
but it's also a bummer because in some ways uh miss marvel is kind of like she should just have been like you know your friendly neighborhood spider-man mm-hmm. like she's just a kid and she's got she kind of obtains these superhero powers and so what do you naturally do i don't know use them to solve social problems i have with friends and family and right try to do the right thing whenever it's in front of me it's like i don't know if we need to introduce this like end of the world event that she needs to somehow stop it it's just like don't put all this on her right now sure she's having a she's having a she's having a good time but she's a good boy (laughs) i don't remember when exactly that one that one uh hit disney plus but they were teasing that marvel movie all the way back then yeah, with the, the end of the, that show yeah uh, whatever it is mid credits or end credits teaser is basically yeah. leads right into the marvels movie yep but it was it was an interesting take of like what would it be like if a teenager in today's society had superpowers just like social media yeah. blowing up type of I thing am a princess. she is a princess and she's already got the context of the avengers and all these superheroes and so it's like a big deal to her that she can be part of the team yeah because she's like a super fan and then she puts the bangle on and she gains these powers and yada yada cuff uh so yeah miss marvel fan brace one thumb up it's like for spoken uh and then i transitioned into eternals uh oh no now this is a movie that how long did that movie feel to you it actually took me a few. I, it took me a few days to get through so very long <laughs> i didn't drive as much while i was watching just those. never ended uh Eternals was was strange. It, it's kind of just like such a fish out of water movie where stranger than Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Much stranger. Dang. Like you're gonna introduce this like deep MCU lore in the middle of like like not in the beginning at all. You you introduce these characters at such a weird time. It's like oh yeah, these guys have always been around. It's like what? And the uh, the mythology behind it was a little strange. Um. I mean, you you were pretty harsh on Ajax and uh, Thena. Um, I mean, Ajax's character was for me like, okay, whatever. I kind of understood what you were saying. Like the whole reason she was in the movie was to die. Um, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand uh, what was uh, what was the guy who could fly? What was his name? Icarus. I didn't understand why Icarus just at the end straight up flew into the sun. That's because he's Icarus. Yeah, but because like, that's what he does. Yeah, but because <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that's why. <laughs> but yeah, like that is the only reason why. Like, I don't know. Isn't it because uh, I don't know? They defeat him. He was like embarrassed. <laughs> he's, <laughs> so he just, he's a bad guy. I'm gonna he's, kill myself. He's a bad guy who loses to the heroes, and instead of like just changing his ways or right. going to prison he just, he so just, he just kills himself but there's nothing you can do to help a person like that you know, that's, I don't know where I am either you know that's actually a perfect way of looking at it I think there's probably a, a reason for it in the movie but that's that's a way better uh, that was one thread of that movie was like the stories that the Eternals have told throughout time are like the reason you know the story of Icarus and the reason you know like all these like sure. ancient Greek lore is actually these these Eternals were telling the ancient Greeks. Uh, it was the one, the one Eternal, the one that's basically the little girl. Sprite. Sprite. She was the one, like, telling all these crazy stories. And, like, she is the reason we have all this Greek mythology and all these other, like, classic stories everybody knows. And they had to fix her character real quick at the end. 
Yeah. They're like, yeah, by the way, you, you're not going to be uh, an Eternal anymore. You're a human. You're a real, it's Pinocchio or Pinocchio. Right. You're a real girl now. Yeah. Because we can't expect this actress to not age <laughs> over the course of. Uh, so, yeah, that movie was meh. You know what's a little bit weird about the Eternals? Two things. One is the concept that they are just merely observers and like very subtle yeah. Affector superheroes involved in history is kind of an interesting concept of like, where were you guys during Thanos? And this was happening, this was happening. It's like, we only gently guide things. We're right. not supposed to get involved. You know, the only reason you have these superheroes who showed up to save the day was because we pushed the pieces in. It's like, well, that's kind of interesting. So it's like, okay, so it's a movie about these guys kind of always working in behind the scenes and they're never really involved in the world ending a threat, world ending threat. Until the end, where it's like, oh, by the way, we are a world. This is a world-ending threat that only we can do. Right. Only we can solve. If they, yeah. I feel like what would have made that better. Did you I've see ne- it, David? I've never seen it. Oh man! But just listening to you <laughs> okay. guys, how cool would it be? Like they set up this idea that these guys can't interfere with things, but they're higher up than everybody else, and they kind of just watch as things play out. What a great opportunity for them to introduce Kang. And just have him come in and just kill all of them to wipe out the higher power that cannot watch and, you know, manipulate anything. Well, the thing is, it's not even them. It's their boss. What are they called? Celestials. It's They are essentially sent to Earth by a celestial. They're like androids, right? That was like the basic pl- like plot. They're, they're, a th- they're a thing. They're, they were created by the celestials. They're a robot. Yeah, they're robots, essentially. Oh, my gosh. Who were sent to Earth to increase the population of earth they want earth to thrive because another celestial is going to be born from the core of the earth and when the celestial is born he absorbs all the energy from earth so he needs the population of earth to be like 7.9 billion so when he's born he can absorb 7.9 billion people's energy so Mm. imagine you're you're a writer and i'm kevin feige yeah yeah i'm listening to you say that across my desk and i'm just gonna be like just 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 stop Stop, please. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> but they've been on Earth for like 7,000 years. And by the time they finally realize that that's what their mission is, it's finally revealed to them like, oh, a celestial is going to be born. You guys are going to help. And then, you know, I'm going to wipe your memories and we're going to do it again on another planet. So, like, they've been doing this for millennia for this celestial. And every time they do it, their memories are wiped of it. Um, but they've grown attached to these humans. They've been there for 7,000 years. We've seen these humans rise up. Uh, I did like the, the, the one celestial, or I'm sorry, the one eternal who was all about technology, the African-American guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. He basically, like, he's the one who's, like, pushing technology forward. He's, like, the inventor. So he, like, gives people, like, you know, tools. Like, he gives them a plow for the first time so that they can farm better. They should have given him a cameo in the movie Oppenheimer. Well, that's the thing. His whole story arc is he gives up on humans when the nuke goes because he was like helping humans like press that technology forward and then they took it to nuclear level and then they dropped a nuke. And it's basically like a a clip of him at Hiroshima just like devastated. So he like hates humanity for a little bit. I wonder if you're a Japanese citizen watching that movie. That was finally a relatable hero. (laughs) Hey, I understood that reference. That's my president. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Eternals was weird. And then Harry Styles shows up at the end. 
Have you now? Are you now a, a part of the the? You're now a part of the cultural zeitgeist that is perpetually wondering why nobody in the MCU, since that movie, has commented on the fact that there's this giant half-formed robot. Right, stone monster just coming out of the ocean. Coming out of the ocean. Yeah, is that the celestial that that was going to be born. Yeah, and it's then like it, like, being born and they canceled. They canceled. It. <laughs> so it just like stops, and it's just like this they thing f- chilling in the ocean. They flagged it on Twitter. That's like the mm-hmm. size of Hawaii. They canceled him. Yeah, yeah. It was a strange, is ever gonna, is strange movie. Gonna, and then is anybody going to talk about this? And or? then at the end, that Asian one. Uh, what's her name? Cersei. Cersei. She just gets like sucked into space by the celestial. You know what's funny is she's I, talking to her boyfriend. That she <laughs> zooms. You know what's great is I actually that's one of the I can vividly remember that moment in the movie. I'm like that looks so violent. Yeah, it's it's also kind of a it's actually one of the few times that uh, cinematography in a movie has like successfully conveyed something truly massive. Yeah, as like the celestials like appearing in space. It's like they're visible in the atmosphere, and it's just this giant. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but then her boyfriend. I was, got a meeting. Quick. He was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he was about to reveal to her that he's got some history in his family of something. My name is Aegon Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's him. It's no uh, way. Yeah, he's yes, in that Eternals. actor. It's Kit Harrington. He plays her what? He plays boyfriend. the human boyfriend of one of the Eternals. He but, doesn't know she's. But an he's Eternal. also uh, he's also cast to play eventually. I think it's the Black Knight. Who's like a character in Marvel that is like a vampire hunter, monster hunter who has like, dang, wears dark armor and has like Excalibur. The uh, the he's Dude. supposed to star alongside, um, Mahershala Ali in the Blade movie. Oh my gosh, nice. Um, so when you actually see that end credit scene where he's like opening the box and he sees the sword, and you hear a voice speaking to him on the other side of the room, but you don't see who it is. That's supposed to be. I'll be honest, I didn't see that end credit scene <laughs> while you were driving. Yeah, that's true. Is there two end credit scenes then? Because one is Harry Styles. Yeah, one's Harry Styles. Where he drops a... This is in the comics, I understand, the idea that Thanos is... Because Harry Styles introduces himself as Thanos' brother. Mm -hmm. Looking like Harry Styles. Right. And he's also wearing a cape. Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like... um, Oh, yeah, I guess in the comics, technically Thanos is a celestial. Then I don't know if that's what they're trying to say in this movie like because it just like is a thing he says but it never gets explained gotcha and also uh screw that guy (laughs) and and then also uh Patton oswalt is a weird gnome yeah guy that's whose voice it was i knew i recognized it i couldn't put my finger on it yeah that the last like literally the last 30 seconds before the movie ends all the way to the end of the credits is just like going in a just doing weird things that we don't need to yeah. Don't worry about. You were definitely right about Thena, though. I mean, her character was really annoying. She's like the most powerful warrior, and she like doesn't help in any of the most crucial times. She's like just a hindrance. And then, yeah, the revenge <laughs> plot. Like you guys should probably just put her in a closet for her, the rest of this movie. Her like, best friend slash boyfriend dies because yeah, she's no. completely unable to help when she should have been able to. Yeah. And then, like, you're right. It was a totally um, underwhelming revenge plot with this random character that like you think is the main villain the, the deviant is that what they're called yeah the, he's like the head deviant the super deviant at the end of the movie was the weirdest decision creatively in that movie because it seemed like the entire time they're fighting the deviants and then it's like well you kind of find out 
that the 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 Eternals are sort of the bad guys. They don't know it, but they're actually the bad guys because right. they're gonna they're helping destroy the world. Right. And so you're like, okay, so is this like a twist where the deviants know that, and right. that's where they're trying to stop? That's them? what I thought. It's kind of like the twist at, in uh, Captain Marvel, yeah. where you find out the scrolls are the good guys, right? And the Kree aren't. But then Thena just kills the yeah, guy I unceremoniously. Thought, and I that's literally just the end of it. I thought he was showing up to help them stop Icarus. Yeah, and then he wasn't. And then he starts, and then Thena starts fighting him. It's like, what is going on? That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good fight scene, though. At the end, when they're all fighting Icarus with all their powers, it was good. I'll say this: what's uh, I can't remember that the, the, the speedster. What's her name? Makara or, or something like yeah, what? and the deaf one, and yeah, and she's like, that's that's the Flash. That's the yeah. one you want, dude. Where it's like every time she moves, it's like breaking the sound barrier, concussive. Like blast. real talk, David. You don't even have to see the movie. Just look up. A montage it, it, like the Icarus fight scene at the end it's good because she freaking like works him like a punching bag yeah but it's not enough he's too strong he was he's like Superman he was he was like Superman except he wasn't invincible well but he had nothing's invincible when you fly into the sun <laughs> oh I didn't get my way I'm going to kill myself <laughs> Uh, I lost the love of my life to Jon Snow. Uh, Classic. The only girl who actually likes me is like underage and it's weird. Uh, (laughs) So so after Eternals, I moved on to Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Dude, you've been putting in work. I hadn't watched. Dude, I do a lot of driving. Uh, I hadn't seen it. And you know what? I'm really glad I watched it. It was very funny. I legitimately love the... uh, I don't know what Christmas is. Yes. Christmas time. That's a great song. I was dying laughing at the beginning song. I only partially, a part of me wishes they had a slightly more PG version because I would love to hear that on the radio during Christmas. For sure. Like, I feel like that actually could be a Christmas song you'd hear on the radio. Like, imagine, David, you need to watch this. Now it's becoming David's list. Kevin Bacon's ah, in it. You're hearing nothing but good things. Kevin Bacon's in it, but like, imagine like Star Lord is in all these other galaxies explaining to these alien races like what Christmas is on Earth and they're just like no context so there's some guy who flies around the entire world in one night and makes it to every single person's house like and he just breaks into your house like that's how they are like perceiving what Christmas is he shoots missiles from his toes or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah the song is great and I love like like Star Lord is there commenting on. It. He's like, "That's not right. What are you talking about? That's not a part of the lore at all." That's like, great. It's very funny. It's also perfect because it's like, "Oh, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special," and so you know, introduce the story. It looks very much like a Marvel thing until they just break out this random song. Yeah, <laughs> it's a full song. He's like, "Hey, we've been working with these instruments that you brought from Earth," and they like play a whole song. He's like, "You guys just started playing these. Like, you guys are pretty good." Yeah, it's funny. Drax is classic in it. It like, also is. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely not essential to watch Guardians of the Galaxy no. three. It's not in that important, but it it does kind of set up the pieces in a nice way. And it sets up the dog Cosmo. Sets up Nebula is a little bit more like it. Kind of it kind of creates reasons why these characters are so friendly with each other at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Right. It takes place on the the world nowhere. Yeah, it takes place on nowhere, which is what. You know, Guardians Three starts at, mm-hmm. but then it also um, the one like key piece is that um, Mantis tells Star Lord that they are brother and sister. Also, it's got those fun little animated sequences, cartoon. Yeah, it remind me of that Adam Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights, or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Totally. 
Yeah, James it was good. Gunn. And it's only like 45 minutes long. Gunderson. Gunder. Classic. So after that, that pretty much um, that pretty much wrapped up my NCU wrap-up, uh, or catch-up, I will. And literally, like, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Miss Marvel, Eternals, and Holiday Special, that was all, like, a, a sequential block of the MCU. Nice. I just missed all of it, and I wasn't paying attention. Well, is there anything else you're it. missing, or you need to catch up on in the MCU anymore? Uh, I've never watched like Agents of Shield Not or Daredevil. Either. See, I haven't finished Daredevil. The one thing on my list that I was sparked to watch after watching Hawkeye because Kingpin shows up, I will watch Daredevil again. It's just, <laughs> it's just tough because Miss Marvel and Hawkeye were six episodes, bang done. Black Widow, hour and 45 yeah. minutes, bang, done. Eternals, hour and a half, bang, done. Uh, Guardians holiday special, 45 minutes, done. So I'm just waiting on Daredevil because I know it is like 17 hours. Yeah. It's no, three seasons, more. right? And then you got to watch Punisher in between. Yeah. But, but what about Luke Cage and what about Iron Fist? Oh, I've, what I've about never seen that. Jessica Jones. And then they got like the Defenders, which is all of them. Yeah, but you don't. I, pr- watch I probably won't watch those. I won't I watch see any of that. You guys ever see Battlefield Earth? Uh, negative. John Travolta movie, classic, <laughs> worst movie ever made. Shoot. There's a scene where I'll just put the clip in. I'm not gonna waste your time. Okay, sounds good. Sean wanted to make a joke about the learning machine that the Cyclos used in the movie, and if only Austin could use it to watch all of the Marvel movies and shows at accelerated speed. But no one cared. Uh, so that was my MCU. After that, I watched Venom 1, which was yeah. on which was on Disney+. Plus. I, let me tell you what I remember about Venom 1. I remember he's sitting in a lobster tank at the restaurant eating a lobster. Yeah, that was unsettling. I remember... He um, makes a comment about how, oh, back on my planet, I'm kind of a loser, too. Yeah. And then I remember uh, a silly gag where the police surround him and <laughs> and he turns into the monster and uh, they start shooting at him. And I remember reading somewhere that it's like, well, what the heck? That's so racist. <laughs> and I just thought that was... That's what, that's what I remember from Venom 1. Uh, yeah, Venom 1 was okay. I, I I didn't love it. Like, I'm not, like, the reason it took me so long to watch it is because I didn't really have that much of a desire to. Nah. Um, it was okay. But what about Venom 2? Let there be carnage. I'm waiting for it to show up on Disney+. Plus. Dude, screw those movies. It, Dang Ve- it. Okay, you find out in Venom. <laughs> oh, loud noises. It's right. how we beat them. 300 to 400 hertz. Well, Venom 2 is the exact same freaking movie. Mm. It's... Oh my gosh, how do I beat this guy? And at the very end, oh wait, loud noises. That's how you beat him. And then boom, beats him. It's like, I've I, seen this before. I mean, this I will stupid. say that the the villain in Venom was like a villain. Like that Ooh. dude was sacrificing humans for his pharmaceutical company to push things forward. Hey, he's trying to save lives. He was a end. dark dude. At the end of the day, he's trying to save people. So yeah, Venom was just Venom. No. Well, did you like Tom Hardy as, a, as an Eddie Brock Venom? I guess. Bear? I mean, I wasn't like, oh, he was amazing. I can't wait to see him in more. It's like, yeah, he did pretty good. Because I thought um, when I saw Venom 1 and Venom 2, I'm like, I don't like, I don't think these movies are great, but I do like Tom Hardy and Venom, the kind of odd couple Mm -hmm. uh, thing so much that I was like excited. Oh my gosh, just bring these guys into the MCU. Like I would be down with it. Sure. And they almost did, but they did, but then they didn't, but they might, they might. It's really awkward. 
Yeah. So that was Venom. And then uh, only two more things to wrap up. I watched Fant Stick with Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, and those two other actors. Now, I have never seen this movie. Wow. Which means that you have now seen... This might be Take the first that. time <laughs> that you have seen something that I've not seen. Uh, here's what I'll say. And all I know about that movie is it is irredeemable. <laughs> it is <laughs> not... Unforgivable. It is not good. Here, Here's really what it comes down to. I feel like... I think that movie was like an hour and 40 minutes. Hey, why don't we pause... What movie are you talking about? <laughs> Fantastic Four. Okay. Because nobody listening right now knows what's going the on. 2015. <laughs> Everybody Fantastic calls four. it the poster. They replaced the A in the middle with a four. Okay. So it says Fant Four Stick. <laughs> Fant Four Stick. <laughs> That's why he said that. <laughs> yeah. Fant Four Stick. Yeah. Because otherwise. Not Forn Stick. Four stick. Fantastic. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just called fantastic. And then they put a four in the middle. But is there a four anywhere else in the logo? No. It's just that one. Just spot. the one in the middle. It's very confusing marketing. They were trying something. Uh, that movie suffers from this. It needed to be about 40 minutes longer than it was. Like, I I looked at my my screen while I was driving <laughs> and it was like there's only 20 minutes left of this movie and it hasn't even gone anywhere Started. yet yeah like they did so much like here's Mr. Fantastic as a kid like they did so much build up by the time they finally got their powers the movie was 60% over and then it's just like this super rushed the relationship between um, the thing and Mr. Fantastic was strange because they're best friends growing up and then this happens and uh you know ben Grimm, the thing is just pissed at miles teller's Mm, character because it's clobbering time well yeah he's just mad at what happened to him and then he was like oh you were supposed to help me and you abandoned me and i hate your guts you got stretchy which people think is funny and i turned into a rock monster right which is not funny at all nobody's laughing they do take a unique essentially the u.s government takes the thing and says like we're gonna help you find a cure we have the best resources but while we're working on that, <laughs> we need you to do some special missions in syria you had us. me at you had me at butt <laughs> yeah so it's like he's become like a military weapon and they're just sending him all these secret ops to take out terrorists and uh oh good terrorists maybe <laughs> not anybody else domestic terrorists oh gosh your friends and family they see something, say something. It, it was just a very rushed movie. I, I, I feel like they had something going and they just, they ran out of time. What about Dr. Doom? Uh, he has a couple really cool scenes. Uh, the whole, the whole premise of the movie is kind of strange because he's, they go to this different dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Planet zero or something. Yeah. So, do, so Mr. Fantastic, what's his real name? Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Thank you. He is the first one to crack teleportation. He he basically nice. can send something away and bring it back. Uh, and then sure the question: Hayden Christensen did it first. Well, featuring in Jumper, Ace Windu, featuring Jamie Bell, oh my who gosh. also plays the thing in this movie. Dude, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's not, but it's like it's okay. It's nostalgic. Sure. <laughs> so he can he can teleport stuff, but they don't know where it's going. He's sending it away and it's coming back. <laughs> That's very concerning. And then they realize like, oh, it's going to this other dimension. How do you know you teleported it and you didn't just like disintegrate it? <laughs> right. 
Every atom is shredded to nothing. It like comes back like dusty. I'm gonna take this puppy. So <laughs> I assure you, went somewhere safe. Well, then that's the thing. They send a. They eventually get this big lab. He gets funding. Sue Storm's dad brings him onto this team, and they they send a monkey to this dimension, and it survives. So they bring it back, and they're like, like basically NASA steps in. They're like, all right, we're taking this technology. Monkeys and can Reed do Richards it. and Sue Storm and Michael B. Jordan and Victor are all there and they're like screw nasa like this is our thing they're just going to take our technology and we're going to be nobodies he's like you know there's guys who went to the moon and then there's the guys who sent them to the moon you know who neil armstrong is you don't know who the scientist is that sent him to the moon that guy's a nobody dave, did we you know really who, though dave do you know who alan shepherd is <gasps> yes keep who going was he? who was he <laughs> just keep going <laughs> you know who alan shepherd is no he also stepped on the moon but you don't remember that do you no sucks to be him so they're like, screw that. I don't want to be the guy who sent the guy to the moon. I want to be the one stepping on the moon. So they decide we're going. How old are these characters? Uh, they're like, I, they got to be like college age kids. <sighs> so they're like, screw that noise. We're going tonight. We're going to the other dimension tonight. You're not my dad. But Reed Richards is like, I'm not going without my best friend, Ben. We've been doing this for years. Ben, Come on, man. We're going. And he's like, are you drunk? And he's like, yeah, a little. But come on, it works. We're going. So they go. Everything goes bad. Victor Von Doom gets trapped in the other dimension. Oh, no. He basically falls into a lava pit of green energy, uh, as one does. No. And they leave. But oh, no, Ben's latch won't close. And he gets hit with rocks. And then Michael B. Jordan, I don't even know, Johnny Storm. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan's character just gets blasted in the face with random fire that came out of nowhere. And then, honestly, Reed Richards, his his power, like, never gets explained. Does he get hit by rubber? Must be. <laughs> Again, I was watching it while driving, so I didn't really catch that segment. He gets hit by latex. I don't understand how he got the stretchiness, but then Sue Storm is on the other end when they come back, and she gets blasted with She the, gets hit by nothing. She's <laughs> invisible. So it's like once they get their powers, it's super rushed. It's basically like a cut scene of five years later. Well, wait a minute. I would assume that the scene where they get their powers is like the end of the first act. It's like, oh, it's like 30 minutes into the movie. No, it's easily... 70 minutes into the movie. Oh no. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, so then it's just a cut of five years later. Ben Grimm has been on these, you know, secret ops, and Reed Richards is in hiding, and Johnny Storm is learning to harness his power, and the US government wants to use him. And Sue Storm is getting more powerful every day. Maybe it was a one year jump. It was one year. Sorry. One year jump. Uh, and Victor Von Doom is still gone. Sucks to be him. He's been in this other dimension with he's no dead. no food, no water. Because he's dead. But the green energy was sustaining him. Does it taste good? Uh, no, he was pretty upset. <laughs> he didn't look like he'd had a good home-cooked meal in a while. But I will say, when he shows up and he starts messing people up, it was a very cool villain hallway scene. Now, like, what I've read is that he has the ability to basically destroy people instant, instantly with his mind. He's a Sith Lord, yeah. And... Um, and then at the end of the movie, he basically forgets how to do all of that when he fights the heroes. For sure. It's kind of like Kang. In exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pia! They explode. And then here's Ant-Man. Oh, it didn't work. Pia! It didn't work. All I did was knock his helmet off. So let me it's take like, my armor off. I'm so fight. angry at you. I'm going to fist fight you at the end instead of just incinerating you with all my power. Did you really think I could, you could win? Yeah. I just have to make sure we both lose. <laughs> all right. So I assume they uh, they have to confront Mr. Doom. They confront him. Is he a doctor? 
Because uh, you said these young, these are like young adults. I think he he is like older than them. He's like ten years older, maybe. Because he's been working on trying to f- crack the code of teleportation. He can never do it. Is there like kind of a weird love triangle going on between Reed's Dr. Doom and Sue? 100%. Oh my god. And there's this tension of like Dr. Doom had been working on this technology for 10 years, but he couldn't crack it. So he like quit and he left. Mm, and then Jealous. And then Sue Storm's dad's like, hey, just so you know, I got this new guy and he cracked the code. You couldn't do it, but he did. So he's kind of like they're friends and they're working mm. together, but they also have some hostility towards each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, not a good movie, but if it would have been 45 minutes longer, they might have had something. Yeah. It so that was like, fan for It sounds like a plane that had a really interesting way of taking off that took all day. Yeah. And then as soon as they got into the air, they're like, let's crash this thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that was fan for stick. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I killed my list, mostly. I still need to watch Daredevil. You murked your list. I murked-turked it. Uh, Good job, Austin. Let me see. There was something else I downloaded. Oh, I downloaded uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. I never saw that one. Did, does anyone did I I don't know if I I don't know if I would be if it'd be ethical for me to tell you to watch that movie. I downloaded Logan. Have yet to see that. That's You'll want to see Logan probably before Did you see Deadpool 1 or 2? I did. I saw both of them. I suppose you'll want to see Logan before you see Deadpool. Uh, David, so what on my list that you haven't seen are you going to go watch now? Because I hyped you up for it. Um, so on my list, I've oh got gosh. Unhinged. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Sean? It's like uh, the it's like the opposite of that dating app. It's where you like <laughs> it helps no. you find a way to break up with somebody. I just I've been wanting to talk about this the whole podcast. Oh, so bring it. I'm on Amazon Prime the other day, just looking at movies that are available to watch. There's this one called Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Okay. And I'm like, what is this? I'm going to watch the trailer. So straight up, the whole movie, this lady is with her kid driving. It's a movie. And she cuts this guy off because he like didn't go right away on green. So she like goes around him and cuts him off. He must have been watching Ahsoka. And he just kind of melts in his chair. And you you get this feel like he's been through something. Like this guy's... Mm. He's going through something, and this lady just, like, cut him off. Yeah. So then, further down the road, he catches up to her and goes up next to her and rolls the window down, and her son's got his window down. And he goes, hey there, son. Uh, was there a problem back there? And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't. he was, like, scared to say anything. So then his mom, like, would not look at the guy. And he said, hey, I'll just forgive you guys. Just say you're sorry. Oh, boy. And she's she looks at him and goes, I'm not sorry. You did not turn on green right away. I am not sorry. Oh boy. And this kickstarts the whole thing. This guy just terrorizes her for the rest of the movie. This <laughs> it's a, just a road rage horror movie. So this is, is this is the hero or the anti-hero of the movie? Uh, he's the anti-hero. It's okay. literally him like for a low shot in the dark, him holding a hammer walking up to their front door. <laughs> it's Gosh. just like the most ridiculous plot. I have no desire but, to see that movie, David. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I'm not going to watch that. Okay, um, didn't you watch it, though? No, I didn't. I just <laughs> okay, saw the trailer. Okay. But yeah, maybe that's ridiculous. not what the movie's about. Maybe that's a red herring. Mm. Maybe the lady in the car is actually like a terrorist and her son is kidnapped the, not the, her son the antichrist i just opened up uh prime and i see one that i need to add that would be creed three yo that's a good one except maybe i should watch one and two as well i'm creedless 
Creed, well, Creed 3 actually does feel like a movie, on, a totally different movie on its own, I, the more I think about it, because it doesn't have Rocky in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Creed 1 and 2 are, like, equal parts Creed and Rocky films. Yeah, yeah. But then Creed 3, because there's no Rocky, it, it's like it seems like it's the real Creed film, which is why I'm sad he's not in it. It's like, did he die, or what? Like, what'd you do? What happened? Yeah, I guess. Um, Bring him back to the people. If you have something that you just watched that you think we should add to our list, yeah. drop it in the comments. Let us know. Um, if you also missed that section of Marvel and you didn't give a dang about it, did I inspire you to watch any of it? Because again, I look back and say, "Dang, I should have watched this a while ago." I'm an idiot. You know, it is rare that I eventually watch a movie and regret it. Because even if it's not a good movie, sure. there's a part of me that's like, well, now I know. Yeah. And now I can, like, there's something kind of weirdly entertaining about there's closure. stuff you don't like. I don't know. Sure. Because then you get to go on the podcast and talk about how bad it was. Not everybody has that luxury, Sean. Well, then they're not cool. Tell like us. Maybe you'd like to come on to 99 Nerds. Yeah, let, let, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll send you the link to our Venmo. It's a simple one-time payment to the three of us. And you can have a guest spot. Noah's if, been paying for my gas for the last three months. If you want to sit Thanks on the now. other, if you want to sit on one end of this table and uh, tell me, Austin or Dave, anything that we're doing wrong, yeah. all right, go ahead. Come on. Sure. Come on. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Anything else, David? Nope. This has been a baller episode. I spoke the entire time. Good for you, buddy. I love when that happens. <laughs> Next time, I'm going to make sure I don't say a word. So this has been episode 48. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. We are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. If you haven't liked, comment, subscribed yet, you should do that. If you haven't told your meme about it, get your Nana on the line. Get her friend Gertie on the line. And by line, I mean YouTube. And then hit the subscriptions. So that'll do it. Uh, on a scale of one to nerd, we are a 99, and this has been episode 48, and I will say now, peace, 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 peace.